Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Show. My name's Elliot. Each week, we'll be putting the spotlight on potential breakout candidates for the 1920 season. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy NBA Stats. All right, let's get into the first 10. First on my list is Bam Adebayo. With Hassan Whiteside being traded to the Trailblazers, Bam looks set to be installed as the starting center for the Heat. With only uh, Myers Leonard and Udonis Haslam behind him on the depth chart, uh, his minutes look secure. Um, they've also got Kelly Olynyk, but yeah, he spent a lot of his time playing power forward alongside Bam last season. I think uh, yeah, Bam will definitely eclipse the 30-minute mark. In 28 uh, starts last season, Bam averaged 11.8 points, 9.1 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 1.2 steals, and 1.1 blocks, shooting 59% from the field and 74% from the line. Uh, it didn't take uh, he didn't take too many threes last season until the last six games in April, where he attempted 0.7 threes and hit 50% of them. So real like tiny sample size. But uh, something that's promising is he also went 6 of 15, 40% on long twos, which shows he has some scope to add a three-point shot to his skill set. Uh, we've also seen the clips of Bam all over Twitter at the USA uh, training camp, nailing step-back threes and like turnaround jays. But we know to take off-season workout clips with a grain of salt. Um, no, nonetheless, it's a promising step and... Yeah, he'll be even more of a beast, a beast if he starts uh, hitting threes consistently. One of the most underrated parts of Bam's uh, fantasy value, in my opinion, is that he racks up assists as a big man. Uh, in an interview with the Miami Herald, he stated that he's been told he'll be used a lot more as a playmaker in the offense. That's why I always had it, man. No, uh, I've really been honing in on it this summer. They want me to expand my game and be more of a playmaker for the team. So I'm just out here trying to be a playmaker. And then when I get back home, you know, just already beat it. Already got a feel for it. The Heat uh, tend to play a lot through the elbows at the top of the key. And that's where he tends to get a lot of his assists. And Bam has stated that if they continue to play this way, he feels he can average 16 points, 10 rebounds, and five dimes a game. Monstrous numbers. So Bam finished the season rank 116th overall in fantasy last year, and he currently sits at 98 on ESPN's initial rankings, which I'm sure will be updated soon. And yeah, to be honest, it's all over the shop, those initial rankings. So don't yeah, don't take that too seriously if you go have a look at them. And the bandwagon, I've seen that a, a, a fair bit on Twitter, the bandwagon's his new nickname. It's in full swing, and his ADP will rapidly rise to somewhere in the 50s as he begins to pop up as everyone's favorite like breakout candidate. Also, if you're a betting man, get an, get an early on uh, Adebayo for the most improved player player award. I think, yeah, he, he's sitting third there. I think Jason Tatum's number one, but to me, it's Adebayo. It's good money there. Next on the list is uh, Zach Collins. The addition of Hassan Whiteside may seem like it squashes Zach Collins' fantasy value, but a shift of power forwards is on the horizon. Um... This offseason, Portland lost three players in uh, Alpha Rikamino, Myers Leonard, and Mo Harkless. They all spent a large chunk of their minutes at power forward. 
So this yeah definitely opens up spot for Zach Collins in the starting lineup, and his only real threat, or not even a threat, the backups behind him are Anthony Tolliver and Scalabissier. Um, another situation that bodes well for Collins is that Yusuf Nurkic will be out for the season, giving him the opportunity to soak up backup centre minutes. With only 39-year-old Pau Gasol, his only competition at the five. Uh, the counter-argument is that last season, Collins and Nurkic only shared the court for a total of 65 minutes. But all reports are that Terry Stotts is committed to going bigger and having a starting front court pairing of Whiteside and Collins. For the season, Collins averaged 6.6 points, uh, 4.2 rebounds, 0.9 assists, 0.3 steals, 0.9 blocks, 0.53s, shooting 47% from the field, 75 from the line, and 33% from three in just 17.6 minutes. So obviously not huge numbers, but we expect him to have a much larger role starting power forward and playing those backup center minutes. I can see him as a real sleeper. So yeah, keep an eye out for him. Next guy is Miles Bridges. The Charlotte Hornets roster looks like it could be the worst in the league this year. It's an absolute wasteland. Um, so you expect Miles Bridges to see a sharp increase in playing time and possibly um, penciled in as a starting power forward to start the season. Post-All-Star break, he averaged 9.6 points, 5.3 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.6 blocks, 49% field goal percentage, 83% from the free throw line, and he hit 1.13s at 35% in just 26 minutes as well. There's not a ton of talent at uh, small forward and power forward for the Hornets, with only uh, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Dwayne Bacon, Marvin Williams and new rookie PJ Washington competing for minutes there. He showed he can bust out multi-category games and he had like some massive games towards the end of the season. Also in March, he had a five-game stretch where he put up 3.2 assists, 2.23s and 1.6 steals, which is a handy combination to have. Next guy is DeLon Wright. One of the most under-the-radar moves this offseason is DeLon signing with the Mavericks. Last year, after being traded to the Grizzlies, he put up incredible numbers uh, towards the end of the season, including three triple-doubles, um, which I think a lot of people missed or yeah went under the radar. Uh, for Memphis, he averaged 12.2 points, 5.4 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 1.6 assists, 0.6 blocks on 43% from the field and 74% from the line. Uh, the only thing to be wary of is his dismal three-point percentage. Uh, he made 088 uh, threes on three attempts but only 26% so yeah just got to watch out for that in category leads and Roto his role in Dallas could very well be different um, playing alongside Doncic who will have the ball in his hands a ton but it's looking like he'll be the starting point guard ahead of uh, Jalen Brunson uh, JJ Barea so there's not much competition there at the moment D-Line is really under the radar fantasy but we expect him to rise up the draft boards um, yeah just a matter of time before people start recognising uh, the next guy is Thomas Bryant. Uh, Post-All-Star break, Bryant exploded onto the scene, being a nightly double-double threat and another young stud that the Lakers have let go. He put put up averages of 12.3 points, 7.5 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 0.4 steals, 1.2 blocks. Uh, yeah, he takes threes, 0.6 threes, but only hits them at 29%. Uh, but his field goal percentage is 58%. His free throw is 74%. And yeah, he ended up 98th overall in fantasy last year. Um, he was started 53 games uh, during the season, which surprised me. I thought it was just a late season thing. But no, he started 53. 
with Dwight Howard struggling with injury and the only other backup really is Jan Mahinmi. And this year he'll be the undisputed starting centre after the Wizards declined to re-sign Dwight Howard and Bobby Portis. It's a good sign that uh, new GM Tommy Shepard has been talking him up after signing Bryant to a three-year $25 million deal. And that was his first action in charge. And he's labeled, he labeled uh, Bryant as their f- top priority for the offseason. So there's a bit of an invested interest in Bryant succeeding. This bodes well for his uh, playing time fantasy value. Bryant is currently ranked at 122 on ESPN's initial rankings, which is yeah, criminally underrated because he obviously finished uh, 98th last year and then they're ranking him at 122. And he only played 20 minutes a game last year and he looks set to eclipse 30 minutes for sure. Next guy on my list is the Hurt Locker, Kevin Herter from the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, he surprised me a bit. He started 59 games and played 29 minutes in each of those. Uh, He averaged 10.8 points as a starter, uh, 3.3 rebounds, 3.2 assists, uh, one steal a game, 0.4 blocks, which is okay for a guard. Uh, But his main calling card is, yeah, he hit two threes a game as a starter on 39%, which is extremely good. Uh, in the offseason, the Atlanta Hawks, they got rid of Kemp Bazemore, which is good news for Kevin Herter. But uh, they did bring in Alan Crabb. But with the Hawks, fuck, looks like they're fully leaning into this youth movement. Uh, I reckon, yeah, Kevin Herter will be penciled in as the full-time shooting guard starter. It's on the ESPN rankings. He's ranked at 141. So, yeah, you can definitely get him as a steal if it stays like this. Uh, not too many people get hyped over, like, tall uh, lanky ranger but yeah I think in a couple of years he's going to be a real jet I've had like a ton of offers in my dynasty league for Herder but yeah got to knock him back I think the fan of pants is going to stay on my team next guy on the list is Karis Levert you could say yeah he already broke out last season but after his crazy ankle injury I think maybe a lot of people forgot about him especially he put up pretty poor numbers when he came back so like a year removed from that um, injury could be back to the pre-All-Star Karis LeVert we had. So he only played 40 games, averaged 27 minutes a game, 13.7 points, 3.8 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 1.1 steal, 0.4 blocks. Uh, his percentages were pretty pretty average, to be honest. 43% from the field, um, only 69% from free throw line for a guard, which is, yeah, shocking. And 31% uh, from three-point line on 1.2 makes. So yeah, this season especially, um, he's got a real opportunity with Durant being sidelined for the whole year. It looks like uh, him and Kyrie are going to bear the load on offense. And on um, the initial ESPN rankings, he's ranked at 119, which is yeah crazy. He'll be jumping up uh, those ranks before the season starts. But yeah, just keep him in mind because a lot of people forgot about him after the injury. All right, next guy on the list is Anthony Simons of the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, this one's a bit of a long shot, but he looks set to have a um, backup role at point guard behind Dame Lillard. Can play a bit of shooting guard behind CJ McCollum and Kent Bazemore. But as we saw on the last game of the season, he played the full 48 minutes as a starter. He put up 37 points, uh, six rebounds, nine assists, uh, one steal. Uh, he hit seven threes at 63% and uh, 66% from the free throw line and um, 61 field goal percentage. Obviously, he's not going to keep that up. He's hitting seven of 11 threes, 
63%. But uh, yeah, just keep an eye on him. I think this year he won't be the massive breakout. Maybe in like really deep leagues, you could pick him up. But yeah, just keep an eye on him. He could be a stud in the future. Next guy on the list is Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J. Um, he started 56 of the 58 games he played in last season. So yeah, he's already an integral part of the Memphis Grizzlies. Unfortunately, his season was cut short from injury, but he managed to average 26 minutes per game, 13.8 points, 4.7 rebounds, 1.1 assists, 0.9 steals, 1.4 blocks, shooting 50% from the field, uh, 77% from the free throw line, and 36% from three. Um, Yeah, it looks like he's playing a majority of his minutes at power forward. After Marc Gasol left... um, they brought in Jonas Valanciunas, who has re- recently re-signed. So yeah, it looks like he's playing power forward again, and he gets a lot of like the backup minutes behind Valanciunas. I reckon Triple J is going to be an absolute monster this season. Um, much like the Hawks, uh, the Grizzlies are leaning into a, a youth movement. They've got like a bunch of good young players like Ja Morant, Tyce Jones, Dylan Brooks, uh, Bruno Caboclo's back. They've got uh, Josh Jackson, whether you think he's good or not. Um, Kyle Anderson and rookie Brandon Clark, who also won the Summer League MVP. But undoubtedly, the number one player is Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think, yeah, he's a future star of the league. And with Marc Gasol getting traded mid-season and Mike Conley gone now, I think um, Jaron Jackson, it's his team and he's going to get a ton of usage this year. Uh, On um, ESPN's initial rankings, he's sitting at 110. Again, really low. Yeah, you guys will know. If you listen to this podcast, you're in August. You're probably well aware. Or on the ball for fantasy anyway. So you know he's not going to go that low. And a lot of you guys will be taking him a lot earlier. All right, the last guy for today is McCall Bridges of the Phoenix Suns. Um, He actually played a ton in his rookie season. Uh, Post-All-Star break, he was averaging 33.6 minutes a game. So yeah, he played heaps. Uh, 8.7 points. Uh, 3.5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.7 steals, which is, yeah, that's his calling card, his combination of steals and 1-3 a game. Um, 0.3 blocks, uh, shooting 42% from the field, uh, 84 from the line, and 29 from 3. So this year, they've brought Kelly Oubre back, and they acquired uh, Dario Saric. But yeah, McCall Bridges is more of a SGSF. So there's Kelly Oubre, Devin Booker, Cam Johnson... And McCall Bridges. So, yeah, he should get back up to that 33 minutes again. <laughs> Just looking at the Phoenix um, death chart, they've got six point guards, none of, none of which are really good except for Ricky Rubio. And on the ESPN rankings, uh, McCall Bridges is not even on there in, his, in their top 150 so far. Uh, even though last year overall he finished uh, 102nd in nine category leagues. So, yes, definitely some steals to be had on ESPN. That's it for today's show, guys. I'll be back next week with 10 more potential breakout candidates for the 1920 season. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at FantasyNBAStats and on Twitter at FantasyNBAStats. During the week, I just put out a number of graphics with uh, new rookie summer league averages, uh, post-All-Star break averages. Um, I put two guys like head-to-head. You guys can compare them. Um, Yeah, so head on over to Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date. All right, thanks for listening, guys. See ya.